What's up, world? It's your boy, The Bearded Brother, back at it again with another episode of The Swig Podcast. And of course, by my side, I got my lovely co-host. Shani Hadia, the marvelous gift in the building. And to be specific, Jackalope's building. building. <laughs> <laughs> Finally in the brewery once again. Yeah, man, we, um, we're back. Jackalope is releasing their Black is Beautiful beer today when y'all hear the podcast. So um, yeah, <laughs> we're not recording today, but it will it will be today, and um, we wanted to talk to them about it. We were involved with the brewing of the the uh, we were involved with the brewing of the beer, so it was really exciting and, and canning of the beer too. And we, canning, we were here. We were there was a little bit of sweat equity, <laughs> sweat equity in this beer, guys. Yes, you'll get our love in this beer for you. Welcome, Nashville. <laughs> we have um, one of the owners, Bailey, and one of the brewers, Josh, here with us um, to talk their beers. Now, we're going to hit Black is Beautiful more on the back end because yes, it I is mean, a stout. It's a stout. Y'all should you know. You finish the, the best with Yeah. <laughs> we might talk about it before, but we'll talk about flavors and such on the back end. Right now, we are drinking the Bear Walker. So, drink legendary. Like, <laughs> we, tell us a bit about Bear Walker. It's a, a brown ale? Sure, yeah. So, Bear Walker uh, is a maple brown. So, uh, I'm from uh, Vermont originally, uh, which we have, uh, you know, the most maple syrup in the country is produced mm-hmm. in Vermont. That we're, we're very proud of our maple syrup. So, uh, <laughs> when I was uh, writing this recipe, uh, well, what became this recipe, what, it started out as a homebrew, uh, you know, a long time ago now. Uh, and so I knew I wanted to brew beer with maple syrup in it. And we actually get the maple syrup from people I know in Vermont. So we nice. can vouch for the, you know, the quality of the maple syrup. <laughs> We're going to have to learn about the, uh, that maple syrup. I, I can tell I, you all about it. I plan <laughs> to make it to Vermont. It takes yeah, that's one 40 gallons of maple sap to make one gallon of maple syrup. So, Three gallons. Okay. 40 gallons. How much is needed for the beer? Oh, God. Uh, a lot. We go through a lot of maple syrup. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's five gallons for 15, for 15. barrels. So in a 120 that times four times it's okay we get ideas nobody ever <laughs> we're not good at math we don't <laughs> it's that meme where she's counting it's 30, 30 gallons. gallons it's 30 gallons 30 gallons for it, per, for 120 yeah for 120 oh. barrels so of so one barrel of maple syrup goes into 120 barrels of beer yeah. okay mm-hmm. all right that's a good yeah, amount of maple way syrup of it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, how does that come in like a truck or like y'all are opening up gallon we have five gallon that five comes gallon. in five gallon buckets okay, okay. that's yeah. not too bad no that's no. not too bad like, um and you know imagine. when there's like the dregs at the end of the bucket you can kind of collect it and bring it home <laughs> oh nice we all have maple syrup yep. in stock at our houses <laughs> <laughs> at least you don't have to add it to your grocery list <laughs> exactly i know it's expensive it's expensive stuff to buy it's like i need some syrup can we brew just a little <laughs> just, just an idea. <laughs> what I like about this is it's not overly sweet, even mm-hmm. though it has the maple in it. You get it on the mm-hmm. on the back end, yeah. yeah. But it's not a um, it's not an overwhelming like. Sometimes yeah. I'm concerned with uh, with things with maple because mm-hmm. it's a it's a different Straight type of syrup. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. syrupy. Yeah, and that was important for us on the recipe side with the grains and the hops that we use not wanting the brew itself to be sweet the underlying base beer to be sweet as well mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of our beers here we focus on balance because uh, that makes it an enjoyable you know an enjoyable beverage does, so. i like the slight roastiness to it in there mm-hmm. as well yeah we, there's some chocolate cozy. malts in it yeah so that's where that's where that comes from so yeah it's our and somehow you know you never think of like a uh a brown being like your flagship beer like most places it's like your ipa or something right um and for us uh our maple this is our most uh, popular beer our, our biggest selling beer so and how many variants have y'all done off of this i know it's the brew walker uh-huh the chai walker yeah those are the only two well and we've done some barrel aged ones in oh, the past okay um but those are the two kind of biggest variants and then we've got a couple more 
uh, that we'll probably be coming up with this fall and winter. So, okay. yeah. So the the child walker, yes. <laughs> the child walker was one of the first beers I had from you all when I came to the tap room um, years ago when I moved up here. I was like, Chai Walker, and uh, the bartender, I have no idea who it was at the time, but the bartender was like, yeah, that's very popular, you should try it, and that was a different experience, an enjoyable experience, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've experienced that since. Also, I haven't necessarily sought out chai mm-hmm. tea, right. I mean, yeah. chai, chai beer, <laughs> chai like beer you know, I don't know how many there are. <laughs> but I do drink chai tea, so when I had, yeah, I had already been drinking chai tea when I got here, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just see what that's here for. Yeah, <laughs> Bear was probably the first local craft brew I've had. Oh, cool! Uh, being here, um, I, I, I still remember it. I had it at Martin's on um, mm. Belmont Boulevard, mm-hmm. probably in like 2014. Nice. Like, uh, I'll try that uh, maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Let me try that. Which goes yeah. well with barbecue, right? Yes. Like the kind of maple. So I think that's what made me like it. Like that put me on, like put it on top of my list for a while. It's just because I accidentally. Paired it perfectly. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, "This is incredible." So ever since then, that's like my go-to. I'm like, ah, "I want some beer. Don't know what I want Bear Walker." Yeah, it's awesome. never let me down. So. Awesome. That's great to <laughs> it's hear. My, one of my old faithfuls. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really what it's become for a lot of people, which is cool. Now, you said something when you were talking about Bear Walker. You mentioned um, actually uh, writing the recipe. Mm-hmm. So, owner of the brewery, uh-huh. like, where? How did you get here? With sure. give us a little bit of your story. The sure. I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've given this enough time where you like. <laughs> let me just run it down for you like, real I got quick. A quick two I can minute do this. Yeah, Ele- the elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Um, so I'm from Vermont. Uh, I came to Nashville. Uh, to go to Vanderbilt Law School, and in law school, <laughs> I started home brewing, uh, and just really fell in love with brewing beer. Um, I, I had never home brewed before I came down here, but there, I moved here in 2006, so there was not a lot of craft beer in Nashville at that point, mm-hmm. and you know, being from Vermont, I was from a place that did have a lot, so um, I just started home brewing and loved home brewing, and and the idea of um, you know, I, I wanted to do environmental law um, and kind of have that be how I could make my difference in the world or whatever. Um, and realize even environmental lawyers are still lawyers. Just type in all day. Like just, and so um, thought that, you know, in starting a brewery and doing something that I loved, you could also be a positive part of your community and that's how you can contribute I guess so okay. uh, kind of came about it that way like you can do something you love and be positive so I, I, I think we totally understand that aspect because that's kind of how we are entering the you know craft oh, beer yeah. hemisphere mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like how we, we come in and like we love beer and everything but wanting to help make that change or help um, totally. enhance the industry totally so that's kind of was your vision when you yeah. Well, and that was why, again, wanting to do it here instead of like people would ask me why. Well, there's a big craft beer industry in Vermont. Why didn't you just go back there? And it was like, well, we need it here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds silly or trite or something to say, well, we needed beer, but we did. <laughs> no. Listen, why would I go back to something that's overly saturated when right. I see an opportunity here? Right. And the city's not too bad. Right. I'm here already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, hey, our winters are better. Exactly. No, no, it depends on how you look at yeah. it. Right. If you're a snow person, yeah. Vermont you like, every day. It, it, it's like our March and April. March and April, they're not great. Don't, okay. don't go to Vermont in March and April. It's just still snowing. Yeah. It's, oh, it's still snowing. <laughs> that was uh, just the, what, a week ago or something? It snowed in Denver. I think it was like yeah. 90 degrees. And then the yeah. next day it was I like 30 with snow. high school teacher that just moved out there. He was, oh, wow. showed the uh, <laughs> forecast for that. He was like, 98, 98, 37. Colorado's just out here being disrespectful. Like, <laughs> I give you time to get your sweaters out. <laughs> so Josh, how did you get into into beer? Um, it was uh, a one long night. Right, night. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was um, 
uh, my senior year of college, my roommate started working for a small microbrewery um, in the town. And he was just like, hey man, you should come out here. It's pretty cool. And I was like, all right, sure, I'll go out there. And, um, you know, start out volunteering on the canning line, just packing off. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, paid you in beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's like the coolest thing ever whenever you're freshly 21 and <laughs> still in school. And it's like, oh, I just got this free case of beer. I'm set for the weekend. Right. right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not an acceptable form of Right. <laughs> and I only I had to go that. put in a little bit of time. Um, But yeah, I I stuck around there and slowly started to learn the brewing process and uh, once I really kind of got my hands on that, that's when I figured out this is really what I want to do. So so yeah. So it's funny you say that because I like to scroll uh, Worst Beer blog every so often just when I feel like reading something funny or not, <laughs> I don't know, it's just, messy. right, just, yeah. yeah, a little bit of beer drama, if you will. <laughs> Somebody posted, you know, um, he was offering a job, and the payment was beer, and the people were like, so you just want slaves, and that's what, you know, you're not gonna, you're supposed to pay people, and here it is, like, Josh said, I, I'll take the job. <laughs> and the guy, the guy, he was, I think he's kind of known in the, you know, at least that, that, that circle. And so he came and he was like, listen, I'm paying people in the same way that I'm getting paid. I don't make money off of this. Right. I drink beer. And so if you want to come and learn something, you want to drink beer, this is what I can offer. If it's not, then this isn't the job for right. you. And so I, I get it. You know, that nobody wants to be taken advantage of. But like you said, as a college student in or somebody even trying to get into the beer industry, you get to learn a lot and drink a lot. <laughs> Sounds like my part-time it's gig. Perfect combination. <laughs> I was working for beer money anyway in my last right. part-time gig. Right, you spend it on this? Yeah, right. Anyway. Same. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, um, I am done with my bear walker. Oh, yeah. I don't... <laughs> we, can, we can move on to the next. Yes. What are, what is the next beer here? What do we? Uh, so we have Fenario next, uh, which is our IPA. Um, it's you know there's so many different IPA varieties now. It's really just a classic uh, IPA. Um, uh, we use some you know West Coast U.S. hops in it, um, and it's kind of a little a little you know the word dank but it's a little dank uh we're talking about beer it's fine and uh and kind of has that a little citrus and and stone fruit to it um and so fenaria so all of our beers most of our beers are named after kind of mythical creatures or folklore characters so like a bear walker is a shapeshifter who can turn into a bear so it's Kind of like a werewolf, but it's on purpose. You know, they kind of do it back and forth. Um, and then Fenario is a little bit more uh, uh, a field. So we, when we first came out with kind of what grew into this beer, it was called Dire Wolf. Uh, and it was named after uh, a Grateful Dead song. Okay. And um, that was when uh, in Nashville, when you could only brew, or Tennessee, you could only brew up to 6.2% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and the worst old days. It was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bad old days. Uh, and so uh, when that law changed, which is, you know, pretty low for most IPAs and, and not what uh, kind of the original vision was for this beer. So uh, when we, uh, when the law changed in 2017, uh, we kind of revised it into Fenario, which was kind of what it was supposed, supposed to be, um, brought up the, the ABV on it. And so Fenario is the forest, the name of the forest that the wolf lives in, in the song. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it kind of like, we're like, we want people to know they're related. Um, and so it kind of, uh, uh, you know, it's a longer story. <laughs> do y'all ever, do y'all make dire wolf ever? You know, we haven't. Um, that could be kind of fun because uh, it was it was super popular at, at that kind of ABV uh, as, as well. Yeah. Um, but we haven't made it since then. 
The funniest part is it's uh, actually one of our, our, our intellectual property lawyer is a huge Grateful Dead fan. So <laughs> he's the one, he, he didn't come up with Dire Wolf originally, but he was the one that came up with Fenaria. <laughs> it's rare yeah, that it's like your lawyer. Before he gave, like, before he gave the, the word to y'all, mm-hmm. he did go and check to make sure that you could. Exactly. <laughs> he looked it up first. You're legally, you're fine exactly. with this. Go with Fenaria. Exactly. Trust me. <laughs> I have a good idea, but it's not available. So exactly. Here's my next good idea. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm a fan of the West Coast IPAs. Mm-hmm. I'm here for dank. Um, I like even those that smell like dank. Um, and and so this one, it does not smell like dank. I don't get that level of, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is in the beer term, mm-hmm. dank. I'm getting piney and mm-hmm. all yeah, that. Good, you earthy. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's the word for earthy right there. Earthy. It's not fully and dank. It's like, yeah. it's earthy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I should make it a little sound a little sexy. It's earthy. No, yeah, drop the drop a it little. a little bit. What, uh, how do y'all feel about hazies? I was just about to ask. You want, go for it. I feel like I talk too much. I'm, no. the, I'm the cousin that loses. <laughs> um, um, from the, I, I have two different yeah. mindsets when it comes to hazies. Okay. Um, from the consumer mindset, that's what's hot. That's yeah. what people love, and and I'm I'm excited that people are. Um, learning to enjoy the full flavor of hops and and uh, wanting to learn more about uh, what you can actually get out of beer um, mm-hmm. from the my brewer production side <laughs> it like breaks my mind trying to write a recipe for a hazy IPA because it uses so so much hops yeah. that it's wildly inefficient and it's super super expensive to make Okay. Super expensive to make, which is why, you know, a lot of hazies out there are also expensive to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a four-pack of, of uh, you know, one of the best hazies in town, Homestyle, is like 14 15 bucks for a four-pack. And that's and, really on the lower side because yeah. they mass-produce that one. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. so the other ones are like... Uh, 18, 17, 18. And they're delicious. They but delicious. It is, they, it gets expensive using that amount of yeah. hops. And it is, yeah, it just feels wasteful sometimes. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's going to dump all this in here. Oh, man. Because <laughs> while you get a lot of the flavor of, of the hops, do you actually, I mean, is a lot lost? Yes. That? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So for, um, for one kilogram of hops, uh, there's not to get too technical, but there's different. We like the technical. <laughs> We're gonna make our listeners like the technical too. Uh, there's there's different ways you can add hops to beer. The original way is a uh, whole cone, which is the hop leaves yep. basically. Like fresh hops. Um, the most common one is T90 pellets, and they're these just little pellets. Yep. And then there's some more concentrated versions of those. For T90 pellets, one kilogram of hops into beer will take up 10 liters of beer. So, uh, for a hazy, you're you're minimum doing two pounds per barrel on the dry hop. Yeah. Um, so, for 15 barrels, that would be over 30 pounds, um, <laughs> which that's yeah. that would end up being like two barrels of loss just immediately out of the tank Mm -hmm. just like it's gone Gone. you're not getting it Mm -hmm. um and if you're brewing it to a higher gravity so a lot of hazies are also like above seven percent yep um it you need to use more ingredients on the front end as well to get it to that higher gravity so the whole everything about this beer is just (laughs) very expensive (laughs) (laughs) and uh i like it's 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 fun to use that many hops but it's not fun to see that much beer go down the drain as well. Right. So okay. I can um, see it from that position. Yeah, so it makes a lot more sense now. Like yeah. all that's mm-hmm. making way more sense in my head. I'm like, why is this hazy so expensive versus mm-hmm. like this one that's like a limited release somewhere? Uh-huh. It's like two dollars more expensive than yeah than that. Yeah. But it's now that exp- explanation yeah. like definitely clarifies everything. How much you guys are wasting on the other end, trying to make that up in the markup. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And and two. Two pounds a barrel 
is is low. low. That's, That's low. bare minimum. Okay. Um, oh wow. Okay. Most places are doing four. like four to six. Yeah. And that's probably so. why you see some hazes. You you look at it and it's like this doesn't look like a. You know, you've seen something that's like really hazy, and yeah. then some people have put the hazy stamp on it, and I feel like maybe they've just doubled the amount of hops that they would usually put in there, it's probably more as of a opposed taste to the appearance at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be it. I just I don't know if how I don't know if they hold back a little bit on the hops, and don't. Right. And don't it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do them and be worried about your margins, which. Is why, in some ways, COVID is so hard because if you if you have your tap room and you're able to sell pints of it, yeah, it helps you a lot. Be able okay. to be like, okay, but then we can get our our wholesale price down a little bit because we can sell it by the pint and make retail margins. So, okay, while everybody's tap rooms have been closed, it kind of adds another layer, another layer <laughs> of complexity. <laughs> It's like it's hard because I'm I'm trying to buy from everybody. Oh my goodness! We right. appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Swinging around like, let me get these today, and right? Then I find that my fridge is full of beer, and I'm like, okay, I got to take a week <laughs> off and just drink what I have here, guys. <laughs> totally. It's it, it's been I got a bit a beer of a struggle. At the house, here at the house. Exactly. <laughs> Do you all have a favorite beer? I can't. No. It's your baby. It's yeah. like you're picking a favorite child. Exactly. So I only have one child. <laughs> <laughs> I got a favorite kid. I don't have a favorite beer. Exactly. What about you, Josh? Like, wait. Okay. So Josh is like nose in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, already done. It's, it's like, been in the can. You know. One kilogram too many hops. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Are you happy with your product, Josh, right now? Yeah. Is I, yes. I, I imagine you are. I know you, at least you wouldn't say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we leave him, and then he's in Bailey's office like something is not it's right not with this. It. We got to make a change. <laughs> You're not far off. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my go-to at Jackalope is typically Fenario for what I like to drink, but... In general, um, I couldn't say that I have like a favorite beer. I probably have a favorite style. Um, or more recently, like this is what I would say my favorite style is. Uh, but being in beer for so long, I mean, for so long, I've been for in beer so for long. five years now. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you drank a lot of beer during that time, I'm sure. <laughs> there you go. That yeah. is true. <laughs> um, I've learned to uh, find appreciation for standouts per style. So, like, okay. even if I personally am not a big fan of uh, Belgian beers, but I love Belgian yeast and I love that um, just the brewing process of that. And so I can appreciate. A really good Belgian, even if those flavors, uh, those complexities aren't my favorite. Right, so, right. I feel you uh, on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even as I critique beer on here or um, just whatever I say, if I, I'm like, these are my feelings on it. Right. These, these does not, like, you might try it and feel like it's the best beer ever. Right. So don't let me deter you. Like, if it's something that intrigues you, please try it out. Right. There was a certain creamsicle beer. That I could not. I saw that on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's the same thing with me. Uh, I had a smoked tomato beer a few weeks back. Oh my! Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it for Tomato Arts or oh was it goodness. just no? It was different? um from a brewery out of Atlanta. Okay. Um, West Wild Haven. Yeah, that was Wild. Wild Haven. Wild Heaven. That, yeah. Wild Heaven. I you I want to say Wild Haven, but it's all it's it was Wild, Wild Heaven. Heaven. Yeah, they made like a smoked tomato saison. Yeah. I'm like interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like, it's not for me at all. <laughs> but tomato fans, this might be your yeah. thing. You know? <laughs> it's so great because having the like people want to try creative beers now, which is so great and is not where Nashville was. So we opened in 2011. That's not where Nashville was in mm-hmm. 2011. Where they were like tiptoeing in. It's and now people like. A bit. Yeah, but we still have people like who want to try something new. Like, even yeah. if it's not, like, cra- super crazy, right, right, we right. still have people who want to try something new. But it is, like, that line of, like, we're going to do this crazy creative thing, and, like, are people actually going to drink this? <laughs> it's so hard. It's like, um, you know, there's breweries in the community that, that will put out something different. But mm-hmm. I think 
I guess this is more of me, and it might be a little bit, um, maybe with COVID changing things a little bit, but I see we, we are pretty tame when it comes to beers as a city, mm-hmm. like compared to some of the options I've seen in other cities. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know who would brew anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think a lot of that does... Or some of it comes from that AB residual ABV kind uh, of caps okay. where we all had to keep that ABV real. I mean, below six point two for so long. Yeah. Um, that really, and you know, Nashville's just new to it. So, um, but it's it's all moving in the right direction. You know, like which is that which is, is really I, cool. I agree with you. Um, it yeah, which is super fun um, and lets you. Yeah, do do some different stuff. We try to have you know like our cores, and then the more creative side as well. It's kind of that's something that COVID has allowed us to do yeah. because you know our our you know ninety five percent of the places we sell to closed on March sixteenth with us. You know, so, right. uh, so uh, we've been uh, things that we wouldn't have had time to kind of put into place is what we've been doing now. There's no fucking way we would have been able to pull <laughs> off anything close to what we've been able to put out as far as different styles would never have happened otherwise no. not absolutely even close. not we're like maybe we'll do five a year and we've done 18 since march you yeah. know so awesome well that's like, cool uh yeah that i mean i have to acknowledge that there were some perks within covid you know things what life slowing carry down. Over. Yeah, yeah. What life slowing down. You've got to find it. You've got exactly. to find it. <laughs> Personally, professionally, you you know, and and I know that's not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to speak like totally. that. But there, um, that, yeah. There, if you if you took a step back and if nothing else, you were just able to sit down on your sofa on a Monday and not do shit. Right. <laughs> like right. just one Monday. It's right. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? Don't get me wrong. It's been a real fucking hard year. But, <laughs> <laughs> but also, it just reminds me you need to sit your ass down for like a good five minutes. <laughs> like, it's been a hard thing. Get your life together because it's not together as much as you think. So, sit down on the sofa and reflect. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. We'll give you six months to do it. Totally. <laughs> we thought it was two weeks. Anyway. Yeah, I remember That's when I was like, oh, by June. It's like, I can get it two weeks i said six months <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're not even we, yeah make it 10 <laughs> <laughs> since you asked me that question we're just gonna extend it a whole nother year <laughs> yeah. exactly. you you mentioned opening in 2011 mm-hmm. and what it was you and another woman. yeah yep it was me and uh my friend robin uh and then uh steve who's my business partner now you met steve right uh, maybe yeah Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, you know, everybody's all over the place right now. (laughs) Steve's always all over the place. But uh, he, uh, we joke that he was Jack Loeb's first intern. Uh, He really loves it when people call him intern Steve. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, He he was, I went to. setting us up for failure. (laughs) 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 Intern Steve. Exactly. I went to law school with his wife's brother. Um, so okay. they moved here uh, when we were kind of in the opening phase. And so he, he, you know, Steve just barely missed being a founder, but he became a partner, you know, right around when we opened and has been uh, just real, you know, he just jumped right on board um, really quickly. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It, it's a different, very different thing going from you know, having zero employees, and again, yeah, we weren't paying ourselves in the beginning. And, uh, you know, you brewed the beer, and then you walked up and you served it in the tap room. You know, <laughs> like you did, you did everything uh, to now, um, you know, having a group of of people and 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 you know, people who are better. You know, you try to hire people that are better at it than you, mm-hmm. and I think you know one of our tenants here uh, is just constant improvement and um, that's that's honest and, and true and, and, and I think you've you know you've got to have some kind of ego to be able to be like I'm going to open this brewery yeah. I'm 28 <laughs> years old and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I'm going to make some people want to drink and then people will pay money for this and then but then also being able to understand that like you you start at 
you should start at your worst, you know, and it should mm-hmm. only get better from there. So, um, so it's been great, you know. We have a really, I couldn't speak high enough of our group of people here. It's just a really awesome team, and uh, I can't wait till COVID is over. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Right? All of us. <laughs> not going to argue that at all. Did you find there were a lot of, um, I guess, like barriers to entry as a woman? Like, did you have any, were the... Um, you know, I don't know. Because you only have your experience, right? So I, I don't know. Um, I think um, I was in a lucky position of being the person starting the business and who could, could make the decisions of yes and no. So if there's ever been someone... There have certainly been people over the course of you know the past nine years who have been uh, inappropriate and who I don't want to work with, and so I don't work with them. Right. You know, I have yeah. the oppor- that um, that opportunity, and I think it's a different, probably a very different thing if you are uh, not you know at the at the top of the food chain, not able to make those decisions. Those decisions yeah. Because uh, there, yeah, there have definitely been people that have been like. Yeah, fuck you. And I make the decisions here and but I mean all the time, especially when it was just Steve and I brewing, so you know, salespeople walk in a lot. People would walk in and they all would walk directly to Steve. But it was like it became a joke, you know, like you know, actually, ways that he would point them in my direction. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I suffered from it at all because I was able to be like, all right, well, I'm going to work with someone who's better than you then. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess no big um, deal. It's yeah. like an opportunity yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think it, um, some other women who have kind of uh, worked their way through it at other people's places might have different uh, experiences than I have. Did you have a female mentor when you came in or were you able to acquire one or is there a woman that you look up to like in the industry that um, well, I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know if, if you know uh, Karen, who, she was at Bosco's, uh, and then she brewed at, at Corsair. She was kind of the, um, she was kind of the local lady brewer, uh, okay. and she's so, um, and she's, you know, she started as a home brewer, and, 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 and um, she was just very well known and, and we've never been particularly close but just I think having her you know when we do see each other there's like a bond I would say yeah and it's like being <laughs> an old friend you know it's like those friends that you don't ever really keep you, you don't keep up with enough but then when you see each other like you um, don't miss a beat with yeah her. and yeah. she's um, I think just having her here was you know really um, helpful for me uh, in, in a lot of ways um, and, and I we, we have a great brewing community in Nashville again it was very small when we started but um, you know the folks at Yazoo and Blackstone were really the ones that and Bosco's were the ones that preceded us and um, they were so helpful and never like your you know male or female did not matter to them at all so yeah. um, I never felt anything strange from them at all so no that's good yeah that's, that's awesome that's a Perfect situation. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, I don't. I never experienced this. I call the shots. So yeah, exactly. You want to talk sideways I've, to me? Right. Fine. Exactly. I've seen it. Next. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen it. We. One of Steve's favorite stories. Uh, it was when we probably had first started distributing. So probably like 2012, 2013. Uh, there he was at uh, Edley's, and there was a group of people. Uh, at a table next to him, and they were all drinking jackalope except for one guy who's just like, I wouldn't drink that. It tastes like it's brewed by girls. And Steve, like, he was like, I don't really know what to do here because, like, fuck you, I brew that. But also, like, what is what that even mean? By- <laughs> How can you taste that? <laughs> so I will say, and I probably might, I guess I'm guilty myself, <laughs> the, the love bird. Uh-huh. It definitely uh, yeah, yeah. sounds like a beer that mm-hmm. is brewed by girls. Sure. And it the flavors to me um, gave me girl vibes. Uh-huh. And I don't say that necessarily in a bad way. Yeah. I just recognize that I drink stiff shit. <laughs> I right. drink strong right. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so it wasn't really appealing to me mm-hmm. um, in the beginning. 
mm-hmm. but as I started really like appreciating like you said like the different styles and you know mm-hmm. how they're made and not so much what appeals to like what I like to drink I became um, more appreciative of it and then the other thing is I had it this summer uh-huh. And I had it after mowing the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there So sweaty. you had the perfect situation. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a fucking lady, you know, like right that's after right. mowing the lawn. Right there. <laughs> exactly <laughs> when you want to drink lunch. Yeah, first. so it was like really refreshing. It was it was just it was a really good taste. And um it, what is the style of that one? It, it's just a, a wheat beer, uh, but it, so it's a wheat beer, uh, and then we do a secondary fermentation with strawberries and raspberries, and so it's just really clean. Um, the the story Lovebird also started as a homebrew. The story with it uh, was uh, when Robin and I were roommates, getting the brewery started. Uh, we were having a birthday party, and I asked her what she wanted. Uh, what beer she wanted me to brew, and she said, "I want a pink beer." Okay. <laughs> yeah, it comes I off mean, as a girly beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah my, my um, girlfriend drinks it a lot. That's kind of how I got her into yeah. the craft world. It was like she liked Kolsch's and she tried Lovebird. Mm-hmm. She when I was yeah. working at Whole Foods, she's like, "Make sure you bring Lovebird home." Yeah, well, at least a single. <laughs> and when so I, I was yeah. like always carrying Lovebird home. <laughs> and when I brewed it band. again, I'm not really. A, as a bison or wheat beer person and I'm not really a fruit beer person so I was like okay I'm gonna brew a wheat fruit beer that I actually enjoy (laughs) so that makes sense um you know I don't again uh I you know I'm really up for everybody's palates I personally don't really love the clove banana thing that a lot of F's have yeah and so uh we use a much uh cleaner yeast like kind of the more American wheat style yeast Mm-hmm. Than the German hef that has that like really strong banana clove. Okay, um, yeah, I think that was one of the things that intrigued me because while I love bananas and I will do a banana flavor on just about anything, I'm not fully sure if mm-hmm. in my wheat beers what comes yeah. through in that. I probably would do it in a stout. Yeah, um, sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just in in that version, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. another hefeweizen that's very popular here in Nashville that I just haven't been able to get into but I want to try it again just to wait no I think I did that conversation before and again it's just it's not because of the style I mean you know the brewery may clearly has been around it's just not me it's just yeah. not my thing yeah exactly and I think that's the great thing is like respecting everybody's palates and being like this might be your style it's not my style like just um it, yeah, it's such a fun part of the beer yeah. drinking. But there process. is a style out there for everybody. everybody. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for There's everybody. so many people that come in that are like, I don't like beer, but I like your beer. And you're like, so you like beer? Beer. Beer. <laughs> 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 you just don't like specific right. styles. Maybe you didn't like you're the Natty Light really beer. You're really terrible. I don't like beer. I'm like, uh, uh, what are you drinking? Right. It's like, well, I had that for no. Yes. It's the most variety of, in my opinion, most variety of any beverage yeah. is beer. I would, like, I would think so. I would agree. Oh, 100%. Like, somebody would have to prove me different, and you probably can because I'm not going to look it up. But um, there's I'm a probably lot. not going to listen. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck your thoughts. Um, <laughs> They're stupid. <laughs> let's go ahead and yeah. pour up the, what we are here for. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Black is Beautiful. So the Weather, Soul, Weather Souls Initiative. Yes. Yep. It dropped, of course, um, after um, George Floyd's mm-hmm. killing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was a great way. Like I was proud to see the community come together mm-hmm. and everybody really jump to it. I mean, I know Kramer and I want to look out. <laughs> what which Nashville brewers? Who's brewing? Who's brewing? So yeah. we're checking the website every. So I love often. that on the website. Yeah, so and cool. so we were checking the website, and then the other thing is like we started to realize that people were kind of trying to figure out when, how, you know, realize that there's more to it. To <laughs> there's a business side to it right. as well, uh-huh. right? Um, that people couldn't just jump in there and immediately start brewing it the next day. Mm-hmm. And so we've been, we had been on the lookout. We're like, let's walk it back a little bit. Let's see. Uh-huh. And so we had a first wave of Nashville releases, yes. and now I think we're coming into 
kind of the second wave, or at mm. least people brewing it, you know, talking mm. about it. And so, it's rippling again. Do, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. how many national breweries are doing it? Has we have four, four. y'all, uh, various artists. Living Waters. Awesome. No, no, that was including the four, because I was oh, thinking okay. about the four we did. Yeah, 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 that's um, right. So seven, for sure. That's awesome. Yes. And if you include, like, Middle Tennessee Bad Idea Brewing, mm-hmm. they were one of the first ones cool. to do it. That's um, awesome. And there, yeah, I went down there and had theirs. They, they just released it on mm-hmm. tap. I love this. But that was so a... Good. You said what? I, I'm sorry, I just started talking to myself about the, I like your own little podcast in the corner. This is amazing. This is the blackest beauty challenge. Yeah. Ours is the best. In thought. Mm, okay. So I'm going to let Josh uh-huh. take us through this beer because this is your baby. Yes. <laughs> take me through this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, so I have the. Uh, the statement that um, Weather Souls sent out with okay. their recipe. Um, so I'll just read off. This is pretty much what they have for um, uh, production breweries mm-hmm. to, to use as okay. a baseline. Um, so uh, this recipe was developed to highlight the different hues and shades of black. Our recipe is only a guideline and please feel free to adjust as needed based on your system needs. Everyone knows they're in this gets a little technical, but <laughs> everyone knows their water profiles best. So we also will leave that up to you. In Texas, we have very hard water. So we personally use RO and add calcium chloride and calcium sulfate to adjust uh, parts per million, um, which is true. When I was brewing in Texas, we had a uh, RO, which is reverse osmosis. Yeah. Um, um, I know that because you taught me about yeah. that. <laughs> that's the only um, so, uh, so, yeah, that's that's your little statement to the brewers. Um, and, uh, yeah, we can get into the actual brew day. So this this beer was a lot of fun to brew. Um, mm-hmm. Jackalope hasn't done an Imperial Stout ever since I've been here. So no, since, never. Since <laughs> yeah, also. Exactly. Yeah, big there were no Imperial Stouts going on, you know, not even was close that to my the 6.2. It was the 6.2 okay. limit, ah, so okay. it wasn't even on our radar uh, for the past few years, or till the past few years. Yeah, so um, so that alone was like, I was just super excited to finally brew a big beer again. Because mm-hmm. um, it is different than brewing mm-hmm. some some uh, lower, lower ABV beers. Um, um, this one uses a crap ton of really <laughs> darkly roasted malts. I like um, using shit ton. Yes. Shit ton <laughs> or fuck ton, whatever. <laughs> whatever your preference uh, is. So like, you know, it's 12% um, of really, really, really darkly roasted malts, um, which you would t- typically do like 5%. Okay. Um, and then another, you know, 9% of not as darkly roasted malts, but so, um, um, so yeah, it, it, those, that's where those, uh, dark roasted malts are where you're going to get a, the co- color complexity, which is why, like, not only is this pitch black, it, the, the foam, the head also has a, a um, tan color yes. to it mm-hmm. as well. And you wouldn't get that unless if you're using that okay. amount of roasted mm-hmm. malts, um, that's also where you're going to get the um, really complex roasted flavors. So the coffee, the dark chocolate, yeah. um, some toffee even, mm-hmm. um, um, dark raisin, um, some of those darker fruits. Okay. Um, um, you'll get some of those flavors coming through whenever you're using it in these quantities. Um, um, I had it on a canning day. And because um, again, it's a tradition mm-hmm. to after you finish canning to crack a beer open mm-hmm. or whatever. So I joined in the tradition. <laughs> That's my kind of tradition. Got to do it. Not gonna lie. So on the like, it comes off as a fairly easy to drink stout. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it feels a little lighter in body, but on the back end, like that thing kick you. Like it's. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> It's like, oh wait, God. no, it's, it's start, dry. Yeah, dark yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right here in my throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, 
things that are, I think, so I've had uh, some of the other Black is Beautifuls around town, and um, from my perspective, knowing the recipe, it's really interesting to see how everyone else's kind of like turns out. Um, right. And so I think what makes ours stand out, or like what our version, how it's different, mm -hmm. is um, ours is a little bit drier, so it's not yeah. it's not that heavy sweetness. There's still plenty of sweetness in there, but it's not. Um, it's a little bit easier to. Um, for me, it's a little bit easier to drink because <laughs> it's not as it sweet. Is. Yeah. But that's um, when you like it mess you up. Like it'll catch you up real exactly. quick. Exactly. You don't know, <laughs> but it's there. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm I'm feeling it. And uh, <laughs> it waits on you. Um, and the the hot profile on this, it's all Cascade throughout the brew, okay. um, which is a tried and true craft brewing uh, hop. Um, and so uh, knowing knowing and brewing beer, this to me really feels like a shout out to uh, Cascadian Dark Ales, which is an old style yeah. mm -hmm. that it hasn't been popular for years. No. But it's one of my I favorite beers. <laughs> yeah, um, Sounds like y'all might uh, do a Cascadian Dark Ales. Well, this, this is really, yeah, yeah, yeah. close, this is really, really close to it. It skyrocketed. I think on ours, because ours is a little bit drier, you get the hot profile through okay. alongside with those chocolatey, roasty flavors. Um, so that's why I, I, I love I love this beer. Yeah. Um, you can actually, you can taste those hops. Um, oh yeah. Um, and yeah. what made you all do no variants? Like, how do you feel about sure. lactose? <laughs> I heard a, a birdie told me. Yeah. That there's feelings about Word on the street. And I'm not uh, sure it was Josh. I think it was uh, about Will. I don't have any problem with lactose, just not for this beer. Like, yeah. You know, again, for you know us, what, that that idea of using all Cascade hops and making it kind of it's like, like a blur between a Cascadian dark ale and Imperial stout. Um, was more where we wanted to be, and if we used lactose, you wouldn't get that. Yeah, you would not get that at all. Yeah, that would uh, definitely change it. We've we've used lactose a couple of times, rarely, but um, I don't have anything against it. Just not for not for this beer for us. I think if if you were gonna go that way, then you would have to change the hop profile, and, and okay. you you change a, a couple of the things that yeah. we didn't do. Yeah. I don't. I didn't need the lactose. I'm just. I was just wondering. Like, like why? Well, you know. Got some. Some. Yeah. Some shit. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Guys all. Somebody said y'all don't like. Lactose. I say who? Uh, Definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> it wasn't will, but it was will. But I'm it was will. So. And you all are donating proceeds to. To the Equity Alliance. Okay, that yeah, that's a really good um, organization out of yeah. Nashville. Fantastic here. people here. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> they yeah. are doing the work. They are. Um, I know, and I think, uh, I, like you were saying, I'm really proud of the craft beer industry. You know, um, for stepping up. I mean, it's, I think it's 1,100 breweries now that are participating mm -hmm. in the like, yeah. Black Beautiful, and um, you know. For weathered souls to come up with it and say we want you guys to donate to your local, uh, you know, your local organizations is so cool. Um, How did you all find the Equity Alliance? Um, just just from being here, you know, we um, we do a lot with local nonprofits mm -hmm. at Jackalope. Um, we have, and so um, you know, we we tend to just be aware, try to be aware of who's here and, and what they're doing. And I think the Equity Alliance, uh, their work is, is just so important. And yeah. so their story is so cool. And, um, you know, I think uh, that the idea of uh, education and as far as like civic education and like how to change things, like it's like things are messed up. How do we change it um, is, so important um and you know uh yeah they definitely yeah. give us some some layman term ways in order and i enjoy you want to feel organizations, involved, you know? yeah, <laughs> organizations that almost make it easy for you to get involved mm -hmm. and that is mm -hmm. they are one of those organizations right and to 
break down what's going on yes. in in Nashville. And one of the most important things I think that they do um, for me is the voter education guide totally. that they release before most major elections. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's perfect. Get all mm-hmm. the education and like, yeah. it's like voting for dummies. That becomes easy, right? Because uh, it your sounds boy like, is a dummy when right, it comes it to voting. Like, <laughs> you know, there's, I should... But I've had some beer. So there's people who want it to sound scarier than it is. Exactly. Yes. And, and that barrier to, needs to be broken exactly. down. If you have to go to several different websites to learn about the <laughs> uh-huh. the, the um, candidate, and you, you're gonna get you're gonna get tired. Yeah. <laughs> and so those things and people be waiting for it. Like when is the voter <laughs> voter right. education guy coming out? Please. Are you, Right. And they'll give the date. So exactly. that's one of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I'm very glad. I actually, I'm going to reach out to them and I'm going to make sure that they try it. I, don't I know, know. I actually, just thinking about this, I'm like, have we even talked to them? I don't know if we fucking have. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We're going to make sure you all we'll make that have the conversation. We have, we have between now and when this comes out. <laughs> I got to listen. I'm about to text Charlene and Tequila right now right. And, and like, hey, ladies, you are the, reci- you're going to be the recipients mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know. We just want to make sure that. Well, I mean, like they know it's coming, but um, I think would it be it would be really cool for them to come up and if yeah. nothing else, try the beer. That would be awesome. And they might not enjoy it, right? You know, stouts are hell to come into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not a gateway beer. Right? Not <laughs> not a gateway beer. We'll start them off with a lovebird, maybe a taste of lovebird, and be like, listen, there are beers out here, but listen, this is what. <laughs> This is going to be that's made for our uh-huh. cause. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, what? I forgot to do. Actually, Actually we, well, I'm, I, I will cut this part, but we wrapping up. We have 10 minutes. I mean, okay. five minutes. Okay. I just. Sorry. Eight minutes. I've been <laughs> We're between that's five and hard. 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. That's why I cheated through high school. But, <laughs> um, but I just kind of like wanted to ask you guys, like, how did you guys think about like following up after the release of this beer? Mm-hmm. Like the Definitely. beer sells out or whatever. What do you guys think about its next steps? And and I think that's a really good, great question because I think um, I think this beer is amazing and the way people have responded in the in the industry is great. But I think this is. 400 years in the making and it's going to take a long you know it's a it's a long haul you know it's not like you know oh Oh, we we cured it (laughs) (laughs) we brewed this beer and everything's better now you know (laughs) for the most part people do get happier when they're drunk so (laughs) there are a few out there that go nuts but the most so I I think that's a really great question I don't don't know I, I mean just thinking uh, since you asked the question, I think like a good first step for um, at least for our industry is maybe making a release like this every year and making it annual to where like to keep the conversation going. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, to where you know maybe it's like there's a there's a another like highlight brewery that develops a recipe and then it's the same. Yeah, it's the same project where. Uh, spread that recipe around get other breweries involved and money goes yeah. to programs that can make change well and and i think again you know where i was like oh shit we have like haven't even talked to the equity alliance i think we want to actually develop a relationship with them yeah, yeah. um you know and I, I i think that's a big part of it too is um time goes by quickly in a way that i'm like oh shit i was gonna talk to them like in july and now it's september but you know um i think uh, you know, actually developing a meaningful relationship out of it, not just writing a check and being able to say like, we did this, you know, I think, right, I think is really important. And, uh, you know, again, I, it can sound, you know, of, of all the injustices, craft beer being, you know, primarily male and white sounds you know that sounds like a fairly innocent injustice but i think it's a minor symptom of a much larger issue exactly and so um if uh you know if you can work on that it'll help with the bigger issues right. <laughs> yeah. that's where kramer and i we we're cho- we've chosen our piece of the pie 
yeah. to try to, you know, um, inflict change. Mm-hmm. And what the we hope... we can do our, like ourselves, because that's always... I'm going to speak for myself. I don't know about you, Shani. For me, it's like, I want to be a part of it, but, like, mm-hmm. where am I going to find my greatest impact where I feel like... Totally. When I can think back on it, I'm like, I really did some shit. Yeah. Twenty twenty <laughs> when it's like twenty forty five, I got right. grandkids, my nephews, right. when they're is grown up. I can tell them I was like project. I did this in the craft brewery industry. I me and my co Shawnee uh-huh. did the sway. We were these change agents, mm-hmm. at least in the Nashville re- mm-hmm. region. And it's been really fun to navigate that and really make an impact that I can be happy with. And yeah. I can Say confidently, but like I did this in Nashville. Like, mm-hmm. what did you guys do? And totally, whatever city I end totally. up stumbling into. And then the other thing is, you, you know, when you get into um, different spaces, you realize like there are people out here who want to help. Yeah. There are people out. There good natured people out here. And mm-hmm. um, if you come out of your bubble, like in mm-hmm. all, at, you know, and it's like, listen, we got a lot in common. If nothing else, beer. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, beer is is a is a great way to sit down and have a conversation. Cause then, like I said, by the end of it, you start feeling a little bit. You start usually, you know, being loving. Yeah. yeah. You start being a little lovebird. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go ahead. Perfect way to segue. I'm not even ashamed. I'll say it again. <laughs> we want to thank you all for being on the podcast. Um, it was a, Well, first off, the beers were great. Uh, did you give your how you felt about Black is Beautiful? Let me allow you to. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a stout guy, so I am very happy with this uh, brew. It's more on the traditional side, I feel feel like, which is not a problem. Because every now and then, you can't go with the novelty mm-hmm. pastry styles all the time. Sometimes you just want something that's going to hit you right in the palate, mm-hmm. and it's going to hit you right in the drunkenness right where you need it for that <laughs> night. Or whatever, or week to cap the week off or the night off, if you had a stressful week, this is a good one. This is a good... I'm, are you guys gonna sell this in four packs or four packs? Yeah, this would be a perfect four pack just in case you have a few mm-hmm. bad days during the week. You need some <laughs> stiff. Jack Lovey is where you want to come. And get a nice strong beer right here. I'm ready to have it with some barbecue. I feel like that's, that's actually be, really perfect. Some brisket. Be, totally. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, because even <laughs> you got a good point there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's gonna go really well with uh, some barbecue. Cause again, without the variance, like you have that nice chocolatey like mm-hmm. coffee flavor a little bit there. So um, I'm a fan of it. And I already I, may, it, I have had a little bit of beer, but I feel like a little something mm-hmm. on the back end after that. So mm-hmm. again, thank you all for being on the podcast. Um, we I mean we're gonna be in touch. Yes. <laughs> like, how can we find how can people sure. find Jackalope or even you guys if you want to share that information sure well so uh, Jackalope so yeah so our Black is Beautiful is coming out today September 18th 17th 17th, 17th. <laughs> which is also my it's birthday it's been a long week Woo, like, happy shit. Birthday? Yes, happy birthday to me hey, happy yes, birthday again, when y'all are hearing this it's my birthday yeah <laughs> um, and so it's really just um, for the most part just going to be at Jackalope uh, okay. again uh, we, we yeah we're, we're trying to sell it all, all out of the brewery to, to donate as much as possible um, and uh you know, you can find us on our Instagrams or Twitter or at Jackalope Brew uh, or j- just jackalopebrew.com. Um, you, and, you know, we're here. <laughs> Come on by. <laughs> we're around. Somebody's around. Yeah. Do you want people to follow you on social media, Josh? It's okay if you don't. I, I actually don't have much. <laughs> so I, I don't have an Instagram or You're like a unicorn. Like you know? You're the Ron Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you stay um, up on brewing information? Like on what's the trends? Uh, I am the and the <laughs> <laughs> people in the industry. Like I, you know, I know other guys around town. Um, like I, I just yeah, have contacts with the, the with order. other breweries. The new word order. New world order. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that. a that's an organization uh, for uh, uh, it's basically the people who are making the beer in town who work in production and it's we've we've grown into a community to where we can 
uh, I don't know, strengthen our community, strengthen craft beer overall, and uh, communicate more and just yeah. like share, hey, this is what we're working on, this is what we're doing. Do you need help? Do I need help? You know, <laughs> help that, me, that sort of thing. <laughs> no, but, uh, um, he said New World Order. That just reminded yeah. me of WCW. Yeah. So you said that it, it's, you know Kevin Nash? <laughs> it, it's loosely based off. <laughs> the emails have a lot of wrestling references. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but now, if anyone has any uh, brewing questions, just josh at jacklopebrew.com. That's my email. Okay, just, best way to get them. You can just cold email me, and I'll be more than happy to talk about beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Of course, you can follow me on Instagram and or TikTok at the Bearded Brother, and then find me on uh, Facebook at Kramer Deans. Uh, that, that is my government. Uh, it's real. Um, just to let, throw that out there, just in case people are astonished. And on social media, the Black Bear Experience, um, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, again, my Facebook is mine. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, you can find The Swig at The Swig Podcast. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast app um, or Podbean. And it was uh, nice talking to y'all. We're going to go and drink some more of this Black is Beautiful. Y'all have a good evening. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Happy birthday. <Hey>. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>